1: What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Guys, we have another one here for you, and this is going to be talking about a breakdown of the Indianapolis Colts offensive line and how it has melted down to the point at which it is at now. Now, I'm going to sit right up here at the top. I'm going to just tell you guys, I don't know how this offensive line has gotten to the point where it is now, I really don't even know if anyone truly understands why it's doing that. We'll get into a couple different things. We'll talk about the players, talk about the coaching staff, everything. But just to give you an idea of what how bad this unit is, this unit has given up 35 sacks through nine games. Almost four sacks a game. Four sacks a game. That is the worst in the NFL. There are only about six other teams in the NFL that are giving up at least three sacks a game. Uh, Denver is one of them at three. New York Giants are giving up 3.1 per game. Washington's giving up 3.2. The Rams are giving up 3.5. Cincinnati's giving up 3.6. Chicago's giving up 3.7. The Colts are giving up 3.9. Now, I mean, when you talk about the other top six teams, I mean, again, the Giants have played really well this year. They're a winning team. Washington is on the cusp of being that. Cincinnati is definitely a winning team, you know, and Chicago over the last few weeks has played way better than the Colts could ever imagine. But yet, this offensive line has given up 35 sacks. It is on pace to give up 68 sacks this year. 68 sacks. I believe that might end up being a record for uh, the franchise ever. This offensive line unit has just been atrocious. I mentioned it in a video the other day, breaking down this team of their loss against the Patriots, right? After they just gave up nine to the New England Patriots for Sam Ellinger's second start ever, right? it's clear that this unit is not being taken accountability for anyone on the coaches or executives' side of things. Chris Baller went off an a presser saying that, you know, you guys, you inclu- implying the media have crucified me for not uh, doing anything about the receiver position, and now the offensive line is underperforming. So clearly Ballard doesn't think that the issue that's going on with this team's offensive line is his fault because, you know, he says, oh, well, there's one time I ignore the offensive line and I just, and our offensive line just trash. Our offensive line just trash." Well, I mean, it would have helped if you would have kept some very important guys at like Mark Lewinsky or Chris Reed and would have kept those guys around instead of You know, just letting them both walk. And then now you're paying $20 million a year to a guard that is, you know, not playing well at all right now, not even close to his normal self. That is what is insane about it all. And, you know, we even have implied again, why does Chris Strouser have a job right now with how pitiful this group has played? You know, they got rid of Marcus Brady. They got rid of Frank Reich. Why is it that the position coach, Chris Strouser, still has a freaking job? Why does he still have a job? I don't understand it. But then again, we're going to have to figure that out at some point. Now, with Jeff Saturday coming in with this unit, being a former offensive lineman himself and being a former center, a guy that was blocking for the great Peyton Manning, the guy had to be able to play, right? In order to be at that spot. So hopefully he can connect with these guys and bring some of that back, right? Because what we have seen this year is it's how it started. This team has gone through so many offensive line changes and it's none of them have worked. None of them, except for the one game against Jacksonville where they gave up no sacks. One game where they did not give up a sack. And other than that, you've had Matt Pryor start the year out at left tackle. We could just kind of talk about all the players for a second. Left tackle position. I mean, that has just been a botched position for this team, right? Matt Pryor, you said that this guy was going to be your starting left tackle to start the year. He's going to be the guy that, you know, is going to get the benefit of the doubt. Somebody's going to have to be better than him to take over his position, right? And it took all but about two weeks for people to realize that Matt Pryor is not a good left tackle. That's one thing. And then you moved him to right tackle and moved Braden Smith into right guard. He That was a, a absolute failure of a mistake against Denver. And then Matt Pryor goes in at right guard and that doesn't work. It hasn't been working. He literally falls for every... Stunt that opposing defense runs like Matt Pryor is incapable of stopping a stunt on the defensive line. And it has resulted in so many sacks given up by Matt Pryor this year because of that. So Matt Pryor should not be on this team right now. Should not even be playing. And then obviously Bernard Ryman, who you drafted in this last year's draft. He's your left tackle. Now, Third round pick out of Central Michigan. People are wondering about how good he actually is or can be. Not a hundred percent guaranteed on what we're going to expect from him. He has, you know, had his good moments. He's had his bad moments, as most rookies should. So clearly, the Colts botched that one with the left tackle position. And then, of course, you know your twenty million dollar a ye- uh, a year guard starting next year. And he has not looked good at all. I mean, this was a guy that went from being a three-time All-Pro player at his position for the first three years of his career. And his fourth year, he has looked like a an average offensive lineman at best. Average at best. And that is just not the standard we can have for Quentin Nelson. You're about to pay this guy the most money of any interior offensive lineman in the NFL and you want him to settle for average. That is not good. I don't know what Quentin Nelson's deal is. We have not seen him play this bad ever in his career and I just truly do not understand why all of a sudden he is getting bullied. It looks like he has no aggression anymore. It's like as if he's playing comfortably rather than or playing soft rather than playing aggressive like he normally does. We see the pancakes, you know, we see the aggressive hands driving guys back. There is no driving back. There is no aggressive blocking. Only Quentin Nelson getting put on his ass more times per game than he's putting somebody else on there. And that is something we have never seen out of Quentin Nelson. Very few times does Quentin Nelson ever get put on his butt. But yet this year, he has it has been a common trend. He's missing blocks. He's getting bullied. That is not something you need from a $20 million a year guard. That's just not, that's not excusable. That can't be, that has to be fixed or else that contract needs to be, needs to be fixed up. Either Quentin Nelson gets fixed or the contract gets fixed is where I'm at at this point. We talk about Ryan Kelly. Ryan Kelly, I mean, what, what do you say about Ryan Kelly? Ryan's just not looked the same. Ironically enough, I think he's accounted for the fewest amount of sacks given up this year. But that's of, of any of the, of the offensive linemen for the Colts. But that's to be expected when you're a freaking center. That's what you're expected. But even then, we've seen him miss blocks, miss blocking assignments and all things of that nature. And even then, he has not been able to drive anyone back. Him and Quentin Nelson used to be so good with driving people back when it mattered. And it just seems like that has not been a thing this year for Ryan Kelly. There's just so many times where you've seen him miss blocks. And again, this guy's getting paid good money too to be a center. And you know this is just not appropriate for him. And then, of course, the right guard spot. I mean, where do you begin? I mean, literally three or four different guys have played right guard for this team this year. The Colts can't even figure out who they want. Danny Pinter, Will Fries, Matt Pryor, Braden Smith, all of these different things, right? Like, they're just nobody is taking anything over for that right guard position. I mean, if my opinion's uh, any valid point here, Danny Pinter should be center and Will Fry should be right guard. But again, you gave away Mark Lewinsky, who was your most reliable offensive lineman and your most dependable offensive lineman for the last two years. Last three years, he was part of the team, never missed a game. And the fact that he's not, you know, back on this team was a total travesty. And then, of course, at the right tackle position, Braden Smith. He's paying this guy $18 million a year, man. And there's been multiple times this year Braden Smith has had his cookies swiped, right? Like this is this is just not so normal. This offensive line group, guys, has is being paid the most of any offensive line unit in the NFL. And yet are giving up the most sacks this season. Like that that can't stand and i don't know what the problem is this is an epic meltdown this team gave up 19 sacks in 2020 2 years ago when philip rivers was the quarterback the one of the most immobile quarterbacks we have ever seen in indianapolis a 38 year old quarterback and yet Phillip Rivers was sacked a grand total of 19 times. That's literally half of what the Colts have given up this year, and they played half the games. I mean, I don't know where this unit has gone or what the mentality is with this group, but it it is the sole reason why the Indianapolis Colts Uh, one of the biggest reasons why the Colts are failing this year. Because this offensive line unit is so bad that this offense can't do anything. The quarterback has no time to throw the football to any of the receivers down the field. You can't run the football because you get no push on the front five. I mean, this is a total travesty of an offensive line. And I don't know what to do to fix it. I don't know how we fix it. I don't know if it takes all five guys standing in a freaking mirror or standing in a room and yelling at each other to get their shit together. I don't know what it is. But I'd love to find out what you guys think this unit needs to do because I don't know. I truly don't know what this unit's going to be like. And with Jeff Saturday, I don't know if it's going to get better. I don't know if it's going to get worse. I have no idea at this point because it's just nobody's taking accountability. Nobody's actually playing well. Like Braden Smith is the only guy on the offensive line that has actually made some kind of a turnaround these last few weeks, but even then it's still not been great. Like this unit is so, and for a, for an organization that has preached winning in the trenches, Right. And this is the unit that is supposed to do that. Like, I understand that at the left tackle position and at the right guard position, we didn't know it was going to be a wild card going in throughout the year. But you had an all pro at left guard. You had a guy that can easily play amongst the top five centers when he was at his best. You had a guy at right tackle that is a top 10 right tackle in this league when he's at his best. But yet... We haven't seen any of these guys at their best all year. None of them. They've all been playing down below standards and it's all on them. It's on them. I don't know what else to really think about it other than the fact that there's no accountability for these guys as a unit. Like this is supposed to be the most tight-knit unit and guys are supposed to, you know, feed off of each other, but nobody is. Let me know what you guys think about this group going forward because clearly even if the Colts went and got a future franchise quarterback in the offseason, this offensive line unit cannot be as bad as it is because if this offensive line unit is as bad as it is now, our next franchise quarterback might die before he reaches year three. So something needs to change about this unit and I don't know what Ballard's going to do. I don't know what Ursay's going to do. I don't know what anyone's going to do at this point. But I want to hear your guys' thoughts. Let me know in the comments what you think of this unit and what needs to be done. But that's going to do it for this one, guys. Thank you so much. And as always, go Colts.
2: Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network.